This is episode 226 of The Fearless Launching Show. Today, I'm going to share a recent conversation I had on my Facebook page. So it is also in Facebook live form. But this person is someone I hired to help me recently with a sales page and specifically my sales page copy. Um, She's also been on the podcast before, but let me just tell you, this is one of those topics that people keep coming back with questions about. And it's really just about your messaging, what to share on your sales page, and really so much more. And she's really one of the smartest sales and launch copywriters I know. Her name is Christine Bluebow, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. I'm also going to make sure to link in the show notes so you can just head over to Facebook Live if you'd rather watch this on video. Um, Okay, let's dive in. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Love chatting with. And I figured, you know what? Let's have someone who I recently have been working with a little bit on my own stuff. And just that she's been in a mentor in my Fearless Launching Lab. Just someone that I really enjoy watching in her business. And when she goes off on trips to tropical places, and I'm like, ah. Anyway, so welcome, Christine. Christine Bluebow. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, Bluebob. Bluebob. Some people say bow. I kind of was like trying to straddle that and go between. (laughs) um, But anyway, so Christine is a sale. I'm calling you a sales and now you're a launch copywriter. Sorry. That's (laughs) a part of me. (laughs) No, it's all good. Yeah, I like that. I have worked on a lot of launches, so I'm happy to hold that title. That's awesome. And when you came into the lab, you did a whole thing on sales pages. So I figured, you know, that's in the realm that works. Um, it looks like we do have people popping on right now. So um, some of you probably even know Christine from the lab. I'm, I'm not in Facebook, but I can see some profiles. So I think that they might already be big fans of yours. <laughs> hey, um, everybody. <laughs> so Christine, first of all, just thanks for joining me today. I think that um, this has been a fresh topic for me just for a few different reasons, but you know, copywriting is like that weird, not weird, but it's that thing we all know we need to do if we're running a business or writing words that are on a page and that people are essentially going to listen to or not listen to, but read. And then perhaps it's going to give them the information they need to then purchase to become viewers from viewers to actually customers. So I thought that might be a really great topic for us. Yeah, totally. I think, like you said, it's one of those things that like, it's part of every launch, regardless of how you're launching. Some people use it more than others, depending. Like I know a lot of people, you know, it's possible to launch just using Facebook Live and things like that. But for the most part, you're probably going to be writing some emails, you're probably going to be writing a sales page, um, probably some kind of uh, landing page for an opt in, whether that's a webinar or a video series or whatever style of launch you're doing. Uh, There's going to be some kind of copy involved. And I feel like copywriting is one of those things that you don't really realize you have to be good at. A lot of times when, you know, people get into online business and then it's like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) I have to know how to do this because it's such a huge part of every online business. 
Well, yeah, and the thing is, is about uh, just about copy in general. Sometimes you might not even see the copy. You might not see the in the form of text because copywriting happens for things like, you know, videos and even like the content that you might be um, creating. Let's say on a Facebook Live, there is copy involved in that. And, and you're right. At some, we're using it in every single type of launch that we're doing, whether we're doing challenges or. Um, video, like videos or webinars even um, and what's on your slides like what's on the page so all of it yep. kind of relates so true so true um, yeah it's yeah it's something that I I've been um, I've had my copywriting business I'm turning three this month um, and yeah. <laughs> I know um, I mean, I've been in online marketing longer than that, but officially had my copywriting business for three years. And I sort of got like from the beginning was sort of introduced into launches. Um, I, like a more advanced copywriter took me under her wing when I first got started. Uh, it was, was an acquaintance who saw that I was copywriting and was like, oh my gosh, like, can, will you please like collaborate with me on my projects? And she was writing for some big name people and these like huge, you know, these huge launches. So I got to get inside of those almost from the get go. Uh, and then I worked for a larger business for a year and worked on about like 10 launches for their business at they're at like the $50 million level. Um, and so yeah, I just got like all of this launch experience under my belt very quickly uh, for different size businesses and different styles of launches and things. So um, it's been really interesting and it's, it's exciting. I like helping people bring their, like their offer, you know, to the world. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, now my question is, you know, and I think that whoever's here right now, I, I, and I kind of know the name. So I feel like I know a little bit of Intel about these folks. That's how I am guys. So if I know your name for some reason, it's like, cause I know stuff about you, but <laughs> I think that, I think that struggling with the sales page, your emails, whatever copy you have to create for whatever reason, I think it's super common for people to struggle with it. Even, you know, even, you know, I, I've worked on a fair number of launches as well. And even people you think that might not struggle with it, there is, there's always part, something unique about each person, like where they struggle, like they might struggle getting started, they might struggle revising and seeing things clearly, they might struggle like, they might struggle just like, I don't know, just not knowing what changes to make. And I'm just, I'm just curious, like if you've seen, like, what are some of the big challenges that you've seen people face, like, or share with you, or you're like, oh, that's what they're dealing with? Yeah, it, it kind of depends. Um, it, it kind of depends on like what level people are at or how experienced they are. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously people who are more beginner tend to kind of struggle across the board with like, what do I even say? How do I say it? When do I say it? When do I get um, started even saying it? Before yeah, <laughs> yes. So that that's definitely like not giving. Actually, I see this across at, of all levels is not giving them, people not giving themselves enough time for their launch. Um, even bigger names, successful, multi six figure level people sometimes will come and be like, Oh, I'm like behind where I was supposed to be. Or, you know, I have this launch coming up and I haven't even done any like pre launch stuff. And um, so I think that is a, a big issue, like, give yourself more time than you think you need. Um, because especially if you're, if you are doing a lot of things on your own, like if you don't have a team or you're not contracting things out, it takes time to fit all the pieces together. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you guys and, uh, I'll tell you guys that my experience is that, and this is, I feel like this is just a bad habit that I've had the entire time I've had a business, like no matter what <laughs> it's been my challenge is that i i find i like 
and I don't say this very easily because I usually don't like, oh, oh, well, I do this really well. But I feel pretty connected when I'm like writing my copy and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. I've always been like that in terms of writing. And I very rarely let people even look at it. Ooh. I'm like, it's like something in me is like, like, I know this is solid or whatever. I don't know what. So anyways, what ends up happening as a result of that is that um, I lose sight of maybe things that could be changed. And then I ask for help after the page is designed, after it's all set up. And Christine, you know this because I recently came to you because I was like, I finally had time to take a breath. My, you know, the sales page was available. It was up. But I was like, okay, I know it can be better. And, you know, I've been trying to identify places like that a lot more. So I reached out to Christine who already, I already knew Christine. I was like, Christine, do you do this? You know, do you look at someone's stuff and then, you know, give them feedback? And you did. But what I discovered obviously was that, oh, wow, this changes my design. So then we're going to have to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an, and this is again, like why you have to give yourself time because yeah. you most of the time will think like, oh, well, I just need to tweak X, Y, or Z, but it's probably going to affect something else like at some point in your launch plan. So yep. that's why like giving yourself months to plan a launch is so important. The other thing is that I see a lot and that makes people, I think this is why you hear the stories of launches like making people crazy or uh, people losing sleep and like it just being aw an awful experience is yeah, people <laughs> launching without a plan and just yeah. sort of like winging it and yeah. trying to get people into a program during a specific allotted amount of time, which usually yeah. isn't enough time. <laughs> um, yeah. Because then it's just like, it, it feels completely overwhelming and uh, you're not clear about anything. You don't know if what you're doing is working because you don't have things set up to track stuff. And there's, <laughs> there's, it's just too big of a thing to, um, to wing. So yeah. like save yourself some, some grief and always have a plan of what's happening when. Yeah, I totally feel you. I mean, that's, I feel like that's, that is common when it comes to even launching, you know, but I also know that like certain things, you know, you weigh your, you weigh, you know, what's going to get done and what's going to get priority. And like, you're like, how important is it to hit that date? And so certain things just fall by the wayside in some ways. And it's, it's crazy to me now how often I let the sales page be that thing. Mm. And the cost, I mean, because emails don't freak me out. It's that long. It's like I get lost in the sales page, but mm -hmm. that's my, my challenge. But you know what, before I forget guys, if you want to share this, feel free to share this anywhere. I mean, this is on the page. We'll keep this replay up so that if you want to come back and watch it, you can. And I've shared it into like a couple of the groups. So if you're watching inside a group right now, make sure to let us know so that we can, uh, acknowledge you and be live has um is has a little bit of a tr challenge showing if it's on different pages so if you guys are on those places maybe come over to my page so that you can like actually comment and we'll see it hmm. can't really bring all of the different feeds together so um definitely do that um so and if you have questions as we're going along of course just ask them you don't, it's okay to interrupt. This is not a, like, this is not like a podcast episode where we're going to be necessarily, you know, just, just talking and ignoring you guys. So make sure that you do that. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to ask you then, so we talked about some of the, why it can be challenging. What do we do? What do you think people sure. should do? For okay. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Can you ask that again? I was looking at comments. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're real. I mean, oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, so, what do you think people should do first, in terms of like if there's something that they should do first? Is is this 
I mean, if they're getting challenged by all this stuff, I mean, I guess give yourself more time. Yeah. But like how early in the process should we really be considering our copy? And I'm, I'm focused on the sales page right now because tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking at this as the kind of, this is where everything starts, whether it's your email, your social media, this is like the yeah. core message. Yeah, totally. So in terms of like copy, the first thing, like if I'm working on someone's launch, the first thing I'm going to write is the sales page because everything does come back to there. It's sort of like the hub. It's the main message. Um, it sort mm -hmm. of encapsulates, encapsulates everything about your offer, your ideal client, your story, all the messages that you're sharing in your launch are kind of housed there. Um, before you even write that sales page, if you're launching something new, I highly recommend doing some kind of beta. Get some people through the program, whether, and you, you know, depending on the size of your audience, you might have a better time, like just doing some outreach to get some people in as opposed to trying to like launch your beta. Um, but get some people through the program. And so you can find out like what's, what's motivating them to buy, what are they getting out of it? What, you know, what's the transformation? Because a lot of times we, what we think is really attractive to people or what we think is going to happen for them in our offer is not actually what they value or what happens. Yeah, sometimes we're like, <laughs> we're wrong. Gonna we're, happen does not happen. We're, like, people get results that we weren't even expecting, you know? Um, yeah. So get some people through your offer and then get get data from them, like interview yeah. them, survey them, ask them lots of questions, and then use that material to start writing copy for like the sales page. And then from there, um, you know, depending on what type of launch you're doing, you know, you're going to have like a, maybe some pre-launch emails or um, some piece of content that's going to be more like your top of funnel, um, like a, whatever, like if you're doing a webinar or something that people have to op opt in for. So you're going to have like landing page um, and then you're going to have uh, your sales emails, which are, you know, once the cart is officially open and then depending on how big your launch is and how advanced you want to be, you know, you might have some other sequences for, um, you know, people who've abandoned the cart or, um, you know, like a sort of a downsell for people who didn't buy or whatever it is, if you're if you're going to links like that. Um, but always, always create things in advance, I would recommend sort of batching. So like, if you have like a pre launch sequence, sit down and write that whole thing. So yeah. that it's not just like a piecemeal. If you're gonna have like, if you have a webinar and you have like a, a few emails that it, trying to get people to come to the webinar live, sit down and write those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause otherwise you're going to be like trying to piece things together, trying to do things on the fly. And it just makes the whole situation way more hectic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like, um, I think people, I think it's been proven that, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it just makes logical. It makes sense. You're in a launch. You're already stressed out about all the things you creating under that stress is really difficult. Executing, checking off a box, hitting go. Those things are easy, but creating and kind of using that different, that more visionary like that. I don't know. It's like a more creative side of your brain. It's a lot more e easy if you do that in advance. I'm just not a fan of writing the night before closing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, during your launch, you're going to want to be available to be going live to be answering questions to be like delivering content to be doing all of the things that only you can do. And that, you know, plus, like, depending on your business model, you may have like other clients who you're still serving during your mm -hmm. launch and things like that. Yeah. So like the last thing you want to be doing is trying to write an email sequence that converts people to buy your <laughs> product when you're feeling stressed out or, um, you know, in the middle of your launch. And I see how it is with my clients, like pre-launch, we're all like 
loosey goosey, everything's cool. And then like the second launch, like the launch is going into like full effect, like the entire energy changes. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a lot more, um, just a little more intense because there's a lot going on. Um, so yeah, so keep that in mind. Um, yes. Especially if you're a launch newbie, it's always it's more stressful, I think, when you don't, when you're kind of in it for the like first couple times. Um, and then, you know, also like if you are far enough along to where it makes sense to invest in a copywriter, consider that um, for a couple of reasons. One, the time that that frees up for you is, I mean, if you calculated like your hourly rate times the amount of time you save, it's a lot more than you're probably going to invest. Um, and the other thing is like when you hire someone who's experienced with launch copy, like you're not just investing in someone writing words for you, you're getting all of the experience that that person has in all of the launches that they've been a part of all of the training that they've done. Like that's what, you know, like for me, like I've spent the last three years, like all I do is write copy and study copywriting. And so like yeah. when you invest in that, you get all of that knowledge and experience into your launch. So um, you're so building to consider. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like the other okay. thing too, I think that's important to remember is you're building an asset, something yes. that belongs then. Just like when you create your, if you create a course or a product or something, that doesn't just go away and just get recreated every single time necessarily. Exactly. When you have a starting point, it's a lot easier. Um, it's like that upfront first investment to really get your messaging right. And sure, if the details change as you go along, which they will over time, I think that it's, um, it is always a good idea to think about that. Like, am I willing to invest in this right now? And you know what? It doesn't guarantee just because no. you really got copywriter doesn't guarantee that you're going to have like this massive blockbuster launch, but it sure is. It, it's always, I feel like a good idea. If you can take something out of your head, let someone who's more of an expert handle that for you. I really do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there are no guarantees because copy doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like there's all these other things like, the, you know, the size of the audience that's um, going to be exposed to the launch, like the offer and whether it's aligned for the audience, like there's a lot of other things. Um, but if you have done a beta <laughs> and you know that like the offer is resonating with your people and getting them results, that goes a long way. Um, yeah. And so that's a, another sort of tip on getting like a good ROI from your copywriter is um, having that sort of pre-launch experience and um, sort of proof that what you're launching is like relevant for your audience, something that they want and something that gets them results. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I'm curious about if you've worked with people, um, you know, I, I really, I also know that the more stuff you're doing in the beginning, like the pre-launch material, all of the value-based content that you're sharing, doing Facebook lives like this, like I'm not leading up to a launch here. I really just wanted to come on and talk to you guys, but say I was leading up to a launch, I'm gonna start putting out consistent, valuable content. And if you have a copywriter, or if you have someone helping you with that piece, you can kind of engineer an entire experience that starts weeks before they even see your, <laughs> I keep seeing things pop in and up <laughs> that they can witness, experience, and see long before they even need to read your sales page. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's something if you can get people wanting what you sell before it's even available, then it's like once it becomes available, you're golden. I think yeah. that's sort of another, that's going back to what we were talking about, like about mistakes people make and um, things that can kind of like put a damper on your launch is like not doing that, not doing that pre-launch stuff, like not getting people warmed up. You know, again, it depends on the size of your audience. Um, if you have an existing audience, then like it's easier. If you're building your audience while you launch, then yeah. you have to do a lot more work up front. Um, to get people into your audience and then going sort of into the funnel of like, okay, like leading up to when your cart opens. Um, 
but like it's essential <laughs> like you got to you got to like get people excited about the thing that you are going to be offering them even yeah. if it's just you know like the topic and then like you know letting people know that something is coming that's going to help them with the problem they have around this topic and you know it's kind of like um leaving the little candy trail for people so that well, they you know can... what's funny what's really interesting is that something as simple as i'm launching something soon is something that most people like think isn't effective but i've i've watched people totally was watching who as soon as they started telling people they had something for sale people were buying their things it's funny mm -hmm. how that works mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about like anyone that you follow, if they say, oh, something like something really exciting is coming or like I'm working on something new and it's going to be coming soon, like even just a little Facebook post teaser or something like that. I know I get sucked in. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it is. Like, I can't yeah. wait until like they share it. Um, yeah. yeah. So like think about how you react to the people who you follow when they do things in their business because the people who follow you are going to react the same way. Yeah. I mean, so I want to like, I want to go, I wanted to ask you something. I mean, this is something specifically related to when you went through one of my sales pages and mm -hmm. I, okay, there actually were two things um, that okay. I found fascinating. One, you highlighted to me that right away, like, first of all, I have a ton of case studies, frequently asked questions, all this for this one product, okay? Just because I've been doing it for so many years. So of course I have like a whole bunch, but I wasn't, I was doing, I wasn't putting them up on the page. They weren't very big physically. And I was like, I was like leaving really powerful ones for like the bottom of the page. Way down, yeah. <laughs> Why was I doing that? Like, that was one thing. And then my own social proof, when I when it was my section, to be like, hey, I'm Ann Samoyla, boom, boom, whatever. I wasn't even like tooting my horn there. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. So it's very common. It's very <laughs> common. And I think like. Am I weird? No. No. Maybe, but not for that reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think like oh, the way that we have to write things like sales pages, it, it has evolved, um, you know, over time since, uh, you know, over the last like even five years. Nowadays, it's like we really need to hit people with the best stuff like right away because we're fatigued by all the things online even if you're like selling to like consumers and not other businesses people are just like overwhelmed with all the things so it's like you have to give them a reason right away to be like to pay attention like um, okay i should listen i should yeah. like at least scroll down this page yeah because like on your page like what you mentioned with the testimonials like you had these incredible testimonials like literally at the bottom of the page and it's like okay why are you gonna make people scroll all the way to the end before they can see that like so and so tripled their like income or so and so had it like a 10k launch like put that stuff at the top so then people are like, oh, okay, immediately they see that this program is getting people like amazing results. So then they're like, okay, I'll keep, I'll, I'll stick around. And I'll like keep read a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. They're intrigued at that point. Like, oh, okay, well, and can this work for me? And then the other thing, what you were saying about your section, this is really common, especially amongst women, is feeling like a little bit icky, like bragging about ourselves or standing in our authority even though it's not weird or gross or wrong um like i was saying so you in, like i was saying to you in the video that i made for you like you have to show your badassery because exactly you have been doing this for so long and you have like gotten people such incredible results and you have worked with like really big names like that didn't come across and so like if you got it, flaunt it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I had to step back from myself and pretend I was writing it about someone else I was bragging about because mm -hmm. then it didn't feel so bad, you know? Then I was mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. 
I'll keep yeah. this in here. <laughs> Everybody should push their edge a little bit on what they share about themselves. Um, it should yeah. feel a little bit uncomfortable because yeah. the reality is otherwise, like people need to know that you're good at what you do. And if you are good at what you do, there's no shame in saying that. Yeah. And if clearly you are working with various people in the industry that they're going to go, oh, I know that person. Mm -hmm. That also builds up that trust factor. Like, okay, this person is it. I know that they're actually getting paid to do this by someone else. So clearly they are, you know, they're not just some buddy. <laughs> some rando. Yeah. Some rando. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, building trust is, it's just like more and more important all the yeah. time. And it's harder and harder to do, uh, because of all the noise, um, and all the horror stories and things like, cause unfortunately there are people on the internet who want to just rip other people off or not, not be in integrity with the promises that they make, uh, whether it's intentional or, you know, they just can't live up to what they said they were going to do. Um, but if you're someone who, it, who is an integrity and who like, who does really help people, then it's really important to share that and show that, um, because people need to know, <laughs> people need to have a, a reason to trust people at this point. Yeah, they really do. I mean, there's, there's one thing about the bragging about self, yourself. I don't know if you can see our comments in here, but Michelle brought up a really good point. Like, I mean, and actually I'm putting the question in your mouth, Michelle, because you're not asking this really, but I'm curious, um, Christine, what would you say in terms of like bragging about yourself when you're first starting? Is it about your story, your credentials? Why? Like, how how do you bring that out? You know, obviously, when you've worked with people that you can share their names, but how do you, you yeah. know, doing yeah, the totally. beta is the way to do that, right? The beta, exactly. I was just going to say that, like doing a beta, even if you're not like launching, doing a, a big like traditional launch, even if you're just like selling your one on one services or whatever, like get some people in if it maybe it's at if you're just starting out, maybe you do a couple um, coaching sessions for free, maybe you uh, do some like discounted work or whatever, so that you can get people through your program, get testimonials, get comfortable with what it is that you do. Um, yeah, and you know, like, I mean, there, there, there are ways like you could be creative, like you could reach out to someone who um, is a little bit influential and offer to do like some work for them for like a discounted rate or something like that and get a testimonial. Um, there, there's a lot of things you can do. You can join someone's program, like you could join Anne's Fearless Launching Program and become like the star student and get her attention and she might say something nice about you if you ask her. Um, Which I always say nice things about my fearless launchers because <laughs> it's like, it takes so much to launch. But um, you know what? I actually think that's a really good point that you bring up. There's a lot of different ways to get feedback and like that social proof is what you want. And I think that there there is a little bit of, oh, we should give our stuff away for free. But I think if we look at it like we're just giving it to someone and we're not getting anything back, yeah, that that feels bad. But if there's an exchange of value and that value is just not in the money currency, then mm -hmm. I think you can say, look, I would love it if you would go through this. You can totally do it. Have your team play with it. You can play with it. And when you're finished, I would love to interview you so that I can find out what your feedback is because that's value back to you. Exactly. That's why betas like that first the first beta that I did of another program. Um, that's why that core group was actually free. There were 15 or 14 people that I brought in that I that I had them apply. They did a video. They did all these things because I knew that I was going to be able to get, keep giving them value and they were going to give me the the feedback. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And. I mean, you don't have to do stuff for free. I brought that up because I know sometimes when people are like brand, brand new. Yeah. I, I talk to a lot of people who struggle, um, like asking for money or whatever. So if that's you, then maybe you can do something for free. If you're like, heck no, I'm charging something. Good. Awesome. Sure. Like, yeah, totally. Um, 
you know, whatever, whatever is going to get you taking action and moving forward is really the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Michelle said she's doing a free class for this. So um, okay, I'm assuming cool. about this, this topic. And it really, I think even doing free classes is a great thing to do. I also think that um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to like do any kind of free or discounted work, you can also, and this is what I did at the very beginning of Fearless Launching, I would reach out to people that were downloading my main lead magnet because I purposely made it so it's a workbook. Um, and I wanted to know, is this helping you? Is this actually giving you results? So that's a way to have people work with you without you feeling like you're like, you know, dropping your value or something like that. Yeah, totally. There's, there's a lot of ways that people interact with you. There's a lot of ways that you can, that you can give value and get feedback from people on that value that you're giving. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. so you know, we talked about, um, like basically working with someone like working with a copywriter working with someone who can and help with that messaging and and the sales page and all those pieces but what if what if you what if someone isn't really quite ready to do to hire someone i mean what is their like like what would be your advice to someone who's not quite ready to to hire you or hire another copywriter Yeah, I think that like, if you're not ready to hire a team at at all, then think about like, maybe keeping your launch simpler, like, because the people who are doing like giant launches with affiliates and like video series and all this stuff, like they have an army of people working on their stuff. So like, don't look at James Wedmore and be like, I'm going to do a launch just like his without hiring team because he has like a crap load of people working. Um, So like consider like the complexity of your launch. Simpler is going to be better. Um, Don't skip the beta. And then like how think of it and think of it like this. You have like a warm up period, which is like your pre-launch. This is where you're just like talking to people about the topic of the thing that you're launching, getting them interested, letting them know like why um, this is such an important thing for them to like reach their goals. Then you're going to have like um, sort of like the, the thing that kicks off your launch. So it might be a Facebook live. It might be a webinar. Um, it might be a, ch- a free challenge or something like that. Keep it simple. Um, have that. And then you're going to basically open the cart for your, um, for your offer, you're going to pitch your offer, and then you're going to have an email sequence and maybe some lives or whatever, following that, inviting people into your offer, um, inviting people to buy. Um, It doesn't have to be super complex, like, focus on where your ideal client is now, where they want to be, the things that they've tried that haven't worked, and why your offer is the thing that will help them. Those are like the main, from a copywriting perspective, like those are the main things. So why your, how your offer is going to help them. This is like where you're talking about the the benefits, the transformation that your offer is going to provide for them. Um, You know, why you're the person who they can trust to deliver that and help them. This is where like your testimonials from your beta and things come in. And that's, I mean, that's really it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, we really sometimes make it more difficult than it needs to be. And, you know, I always, I I always do encourage people who are like, well, I, I, like, that know that general process you just laid out, which, you know, you could probably look, look up, like, I feel like there's like a fearless launching process blog post that pretty much said that what you just said and that's like the that's like the basics so once you get yourself through it then you can go back to learning different things along the path to improve yeah but, you know in terms of like even like what you said like webinar let's say oh well we don't want to do a webinar that's too complex just do facebook lives yeah. <laughs> you really have so many choices i feel like at your disposal right now like that you can just jump on and sometimes um like the 
like these are, and I don't, I don't know if you have any, but like, do you, actually I'll ask you and then I'll, I'll share like a few of mine. Do okay. you have any like little like ways of like testing ideas or offer like copy just to see how it resonates with people? Cause I'm wondering, cause I'll tell you what mine is. And I learned this from like a coach of mine mm -hmm. and, it, and it's really just doing social media posts. Like, you know, the long posts that you see over on Instagram. I'm doing those because those are important messages, things that I want to write to the audience, but it actually helps me see how exactly what I'm saying, if it gets comments, engagement, if people reach out to me and say, dang, I didn't, how did you know this? Or whatever, you know, it really gives them a, like, it's like an easy thing that I'll do. Yeah. Um, and that is a really, that is a really good way to sort of like test your messaging on social media because it's such a, it has such a short lifespan. Um, and a lot of different people see it. So you kind of see like who, it, who is attracted to certain messages. Uh, I mean, you can try the same thing even with your email list. So I was yeah. working with a client recently on her, um, on her launch and we sent out these pre-launch emails the first couple emails and it was something different that she hadn't done before. Like she, she got like really personal, um, in them and people, there was such a strong response that we sort of tweaked what we were going to do then moving forward because like she wasn't expecting people to react so strongly to these emails that we sent out in the pre-launch. Um, so that like everything in your business is an experiment. So, like, don't get too stuck on like, oh, I have to do like this, this specific way. Um, like try different things in sort of all, all across all of your platforms and see what people are resonating with. Um, yeah. Even having conversations with people, you can kind of see what's resonating for them. So, well, that's another one too, that, that is, um, that I think that people sometimes push to the side because it is hard in some ways to find identify those people reach out to them each mm -hmm. each kind of step kind of has its own i don't know potential stress like reaching out to someone then get scheduling time with them and then actually having a conversation where you're not selling you're just mm -hmm. understanding what they're challenged with and and getting that getting that language back from them mm -hmm. you know i mean it's a process but it's i feel like it's so, so worth worthwhile it. yeah mm -hmm. It's so worth it because if you take that little bit of time um, that it takes to set that up and go through that process, like it can clarify your message so much and help you have better launches, make more money. Like it's just worth it. I feel like it's something that just should be done like sort of on an ongoing basis. Um, yeah, and I agree. Also, if you sell on sales calls, like if you do sales calls and you don't just guide people to a page, those are, that's a great opportunity to find out what people are struggling with, what mm -hmm. they want, what they've tried. Like you're asking those questions anyway. So take notes of all that stuff because mm -hmm. if that person is your ideal client. That's like amazing information that you're getting just on your sales calls. Yeah. I mean, and, and sales calls, you know, some people, this is just a side note about those. Some people, when they're doing launches, um, let's say for the first time, like an online launch, I've seen there's like this resistance to go like, it's like they're going backwards, like to have a sales call with people. And I just feel like that's missing an opportunity. I feel like so many people who you would not think do this, get on the phone with people. They, they actually do. And you, you do. And that's how sometimes people need that. People need that sales conversation. So don't push that aside as the way that you're going to you know, agreed. I mean, and it depends, like if you're launching a 197 product, like you might not want to be doing sales calls with everyone, but people don't need as much. They don't need as much to make that buying decision for a $200 thing as if they were buying like a 997 or a 1997 thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know from experience too, Christine, that some people will re like, like read a sales page and then like I still have a question and you don't have to necessarily get on with them. I think that the personal interaction can happen any number of ways, you know, it could happen just by replying to people. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. Yeah, totally. Um, Agreed. Um, 
so I know we could keep going, but I wanted mm -hmm. to let you guys know, I'm going to put in the comments uh, after we finish here. I did do an interview with you, Christine, on the podcast. So mm -hmm. I will just put that in there because we go into more of this on the podcast. And yeah, so I mean, do you guys have any questions, those of you who are still here about sales, copywriting, launch copywriting, any copywriting writing questions um definitely here for you and if you're watching the replay definitely still put those in if you're if you come back and watch it again just pop those in there tag me or christine so that we can see that and we'll make sure we answer your questions um yes. okay well i'm gonna wait because there's always there's always a nice little there's a delay there's yeah. a nice little i was gonna say a lag <laughs> It's a lag. Same thing. <laughs> I know, but it's such negative word. I feel like today I'm like negative. I'm trying not to be negative Nelly today, but it's yeah. mercury and retrograde and things are just off the rails for me. The dark cloud is hanging over you. <laughs> I know, like it's like this dark cloud I'm trying to dodge all day. Um Okay, guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close this up for today. Um, I want to thank you for for joining me for this first Facebook Live. I know that um, over the weeks is gonna get a little bit smoother, um, and I'm just so grateful that you guys all came and you showed up. You said hello, and uh, if you have any questions, I really do hope that you'll leave those in the comments below or reach out to Christine. Christine, how can we connect with you? Do you wanna? You can type in. Probably your yeah. Um, um, I'll type in my website and yeah. then um, and Christine actually in all the places I mean, there. I'm going to tell you about two Facebook groups. One is Christine's. Christine can we'll I'll I'll put the link in the comments if it's too hard to kind of type in on your phone. Um, and then if you guys aren't already a member of the Launch Lounge with me. Um, you can join that. I'm sure there's a link somewhere on the page or I will just post it in here. And that's it, really. Uh, I'm yeah. so... Oh, cool. Oh, any suggestions of how to boost yourself to talk your product, talk about your product in a confident way, Marianne is asking? Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you're talking about what you do or your offer, make sure it's in a confident way. <laughs> like, um, people will be as excited about what you're selling as you are. So always show up in a way that is like, you know, like confident and powerful. Like I know this works and that comes with experience. Like once you like, like we were talking about with a beta, getting people through your offer, uh, seeing how it impacts them, um, you know, really going the extra mile for your clients and helping them achieve a result. Like, I mean, that will build your confidence. The more you just practice talking about what you do, that will build your confidence. Um, I think the thing that people wait until they have confidence before they talk about their offer or before they launch something. And that is putting that's like backwards because yeah. confidence is not just going to land in your lap. It's something you have to cultivate by taking action and doing the thing. Um, it's going to feel uncomfortable maybe at first, like you might stumble, you might make mistakes. Nobody's really paying attention. So don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and then over time, it's like, you'll start to, you'll start to build that up. So just practice. Yeah. And Marianne, the only other thing that I would say is um, just to add on to that, that sometimes just being excited is a great way to just lift your energy up. Like just to be like, it gets you in that mode. Excitement can equal confidence to the outside viewer. Um, and I, I've watched a lot of people like in different businesses do this where they're just so excited. And that actually comes across to me as confidence, even if they're not necessarily confident. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, um, yeah. Marianne um, says maybe I just need to practice. Yeah. I mean that, and that really is, um, and it may always feel a little bit weird to like talk about yourself and talk about your stuff and whatever. And that's okay. Um, the important thing is to keep in mind is like, like which is more important to you, helping yeah. people and like having your business do well or focusing on the weird feeling that it gives you. So you get to choose which of those you put priority on. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm very awkward, Marianne. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> very, awkward. I'm when, very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody even says something nice to me, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I can't even handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, like lots, there's lots of awkward people doing really well in their businesses. It's just, just Thanks like, a lot. It. <laughs> you're like, Hey, I, you said it. I didn't girl. I'm awkward too. So don't like, yeah. I'm talking about myself as much as anyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And you know what, just don't let that awkwardness and that fear of sounding bizarre or weird stop you. Just take the action and just be like, okay, got this going on. You know, yeah. sometimes you just have to, Kind of get over yourself yeah and the perception that you have of yourself is not the perception that other people have of you i promise uh -huh. you that <laughs> because people say things about me and i'm like really <laughs> that's not how i feel about myself at all um <laughs> like yeah. yeah every time people say like compliment me or say something nice i'm like oh it's like a surprise because I'm like, I thought it was terrible or <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Not so. do that. Yeah. Well, that is another good conversation to have <laughs> right. for sure. Um, okay guys. So thanks for joining us. I'm going to put Christine's links below, but it looks like she's put a few of hers as well, her Facebook group mm -hmm. and her website. And I'm going to put her, our link to the interview that I did on the fearless launching show. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us and yeah, thank I'll, you. yeah I'll be here next week again um, and if you want notification of that just I don't know if you don't like the page yet like it and then um, I think you can even there's even a link somewhere to like get reminders so do that as well I'll try to guide you as much as I can and um, have a great rest of your week thanks for hanging out with us bye everybody bye Thanks for listening to today's interview with Christine Bluebow. You can grab all of the links mentioned today, as well as different ways that you can work with Christine, resources, etc., along with the video version of our conversation over at ansamoylove.com forward slash 226, because it's episode 226. Also, if you enjoy today's conversation, make sure you check out our launch masterclass to help you with the rest of the launch process. All you have to do is choose the best time for you. Watch it Netflix style over at ansamolive.com forward slash masterclass. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. And I will catch you next Thursday for another episode and fun, action-packed interview <laughs> oh, on the Fearless Launching Show. Thank you guys so much. I so appreciate it. And I appreciate just being able to speak to you guys every single week. Um, love you lots. Take care. Bye-bye.